Welcome to The Organic Advocate. I'm your host, Taya O'Carroll, the founder, CEO, and farmer behind Yield Organic. Here at The Organic Advocate, we get real about the challenges and solutions to organic agriculture. Here in studio with me is Rodrigo Zarita with eWeb Strategy. Thank you, Rodrigo, for being here to share the highlights of the Moses 2018 conference. Taya, I know you've been all the road this week. How was your trip? Oh, I had an amazing experience in La Crosse, Wisconsin, both speaking and attending the annual Moses Convention. What an incredible place. Well, for listeners that may not be familiar with Moses, there are a nonprofit organization. Moses stands for the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Services. Their mission is to educate, inspire, and to empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. They have a conference that is held annually, and it's the largest event in the U.S. about organic and sustainable farming. So to learn more about the organization, check them out. Taya, you always seem to find interesting people to talk to at these events, share information, and learn. Tell us about your experience. Since I work with farmers all across the United States, this was such a great opportunity to meet several of them in person. Thank you to everyone who stopped me throughout the conference to say hi and chat. I really appreciated it. Just like we're sitting here having a cup of coffee and tea to talk to the listeners at The Organic Advocate, that's part of what I was able to do with a large number of farmers, exhibitors, and speakers at the conference. I truly honor being able to be a part of a group that is so open to sharing their experiences and knowledge. It really has a way of making farming look and feel different. I know you tweeted out a picture of the dining area, <laughs> no, which was I awesome. Know. <laughs> it looked pretty incredible. Is that something that took place like every day? Yes, it did. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's something really different. Most people think it's probably unusual to photograph and share a picture of a dining hall. But unfortunately, what doesn't come with the picture is the feeling of how it felt in that room. Yeah. And when over 3,000 people come together at the Moses Conference, it might sound a little odd, like I said, raving about the dining area, but the buzz... The buzz in that room is just amazing. Everyone's sitting there with people that they more than likely have never met before, and the conversations are so interesting. You just randomly sit down with a plate of amazing organic food and see where the moment takes you. It sounds like you really enjoyed the company. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I'm on about this simply because... Even, I know this sounds odd, but even if you don't ever leave the dining area, I can say that you will have a great experience at the event. How did the presentations go? I believe you were up twice. The first session was the Organic Grain Market Update on Friday. You were part of the panel with John Bogue, who is the Executive Director of O-Farm and Organic Grain Livestock Marketing Cooperative. He's also the author of Marketing Organic Grain and Farmer's Guide, right? Yes. Yeah, it's actually a really good book. And that is right. And Carmen Fernholtz was also part of the panel and has been part of the Organic Farmer. It's incredible. For 45 years, and his farms are near Madison, Minnesota. And he has probably about 425 acres, I think he said, in organic production with another 80 acres actually transitioning, starting to transition in 2018. Cool. Carmen is really cool. He's the vice president of the O Farm organization and recently retired from the University of Minnesota as an organic research coordinator. So I know they're going to miss him. Busy man. And you also mentioned that Bob Staczynski was also part of the panel and his family farms 330 acres of organic mm -hmm. grains in Amherst, Wisconsin. He's a member of WOMA, Wisconsin Organic Marketing Alliance, and OFARM. Yeah, it's pretty dynamic conversation in the room. Uh, there was a ton of information that was provided that was current state of organic market 
grain markets and the ongoing concerns about fraudulent imports. I bet that was lively. Oh, you have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Were people upset, curious, frustrated, um, well-informed already before the panel? Well, the crowd, I think what made it really lively is the crowd was a mix of conventional, non-GMO, and organic farmers, buyers, and exhibitors. So there was everybody present, which is really neat, as well as Mikhail Pates from Ag Week was there covering the event and taking photographs. So it was nice to see that the recognition for the seriousness of what is happening in the industry. Yeah, it really makes a difference when you see it's getting highlighted as well as in the news. And last year when the Washington Post was at the Moses Convention, it wasn't long after doing the investigative journalism that an article actually came out reporting on the fraud. And as a panel member, we each had an opportunity to share our perspectives on the market as well as some of the questions that came up from the audience. And John provided the input on what can be grown in each region of the world that were participating in the imports. But he also really drove home the fact that the numbers don't add up, hmm. you know, what's being produced and what's being sold and um, imported into the United States. And then Bob provided the farmer perspective that he didn't think that we can compete against the pricing of the imports um, since they're bringing down the market. And they're really bringing it down, too, as well as how important it is to be involved with our senators to make sure that they're informed to help protect us as well. Of course, I agreed with him completely that we can't compete with him on price um, against any of the markets, and that just isn't really the way that it's going to go forward, that the only way we can really compete is on the quality and how buyers prefer to source American-grown crops and how the organic market's driven by consumers, as well as they look to the industry to produce and provide that quality product. Carmen then rounded it out, did a great job of driving it home that This is really a collective problem within the ag industry, and the solution for us is to come together as a group. And this isn't something that's going to be solved by individuals, but as an organized voice and force within the industry. And these are just some of the highlights for me um, that I took away from this session. I mean, it's nice to hear that farmers and buyers are coming together to advocate for the inputs that are being sourced for consumer products. Mm -hmm. It reassures me that the action and collaboration being taken to keep the USDA organic and non-GMO project verified labels strong. Yes, it is really important because consumers rely upon those labels. Knowing you, Taya, what other sessions did you attend? (laughs) I know you love to listen and learn. Yes, yes, I do. And I attended several sessions, uh, but I went to the show already curious uh, from the flyer that they sent out in the mail about one of the classes on buckwheat production. I know that's something that can be grown in my area and it produces, it's, it's really a really pretty white bloom and it's great for bees. It helps with weed control. So what I learned is that it is a win win crop to grow on those levels, but at this point, I think I'm going to have to look at it a little bit more about the equipment that we're going to need to manage the crop. I see. Yeah, and I'm going to have to keep researching, you know, the cost of it as well and keep that in mind with maybe what other crops I can grow and utilize the same equipment in order to justify that cost. Correct. And the presenter of the session, his name is Thor Oshner. I can't, I mean, you got to meet Thor if you haven't met him. He farms about 1,200 acres, specializing in grains and food grade and craft beverage markets in New York. He's also a business partner in the Farmer Ground Flour and Wide Awake Bakery. So he's really got it end to end. And the guy's just a riot. He had us actually learning and laughing the entire time. (laughs) Thor sounds like a cool guy. Did he have his uh, hammer with him? Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Being someone with a unique name, that's really funny myself. So the bonus was on the next day that we took the same shuttle and flight to the Minneapolis, and we were able to connect and talk more at the airport. 
Really? What are the odds of that happening? I know, right? Um, it's just, I mean, I'm telling you, this place is just something else because there's so many serendipitous connections like that during the entire conference. That is so cool. It is really cool because we had the chance to talk about how they developed their markets in his area of New York and then how he's also part owner in a mill as well as bakery. And what I share with him in contrast is what the cash rent, he was asking me, what the cash rent in my area goes for. And we talked yields and crops and different things like that. And for anybody from the Midwest, this is hard to get your head around. I shared with him that, you know, in our area, the rent prices range, depending on the soil, of course, location, if it's irrigated or not, between $200 and $400 an acre. It's just some rough numbers, right? Well, hang on to this one. He's from New York, right? And I just assumed higher prices, but (laughs) he pays 40. That's four zero. That's actually, I know, $40 an acre. Get out of here. I actually had him repeat the number twice because I I was sure there had to be a zero at least missing in that number. But he pays $40 an acre. And I said, wow, with that, I wouldn't even be able to pay my taxes um, for that as a rental rate. So at that point, of course, curiosity continued on. And I had to ask him, well, what do your yields look like (laughs) that the price is so low? Maybe that was a concern. And we came to the conclusion after talking that they're on par with what's produced in the Midwest. But I'm not exactly ready to move to New York yet, even though the rent rates <laughs> look pretty good at 40 bucks an acre. But I had to know, how is this even possible? And he quickly told me that the state of New York highly, highly, highly slashes the price of the taxes on the farmland. Yeah. As I know, it's really nice. That as is a, awesome. As a form of an ag exemption in order to keep the land rural and producing. I told him he has, he definitely is living a charmed life. And that would not happen in our area because uh, we are the economy. Uh, There isn't anyone else to help shelter the cost of running the state. So $40 (laughs) isn't in my future. (laughs) Rodrigo, you're also going to laugh about um, knowing how I talk about weeds. That you talk about frequently. Almost continuously at times, (laughs) depending on the season. So I've not really found a farmer yet that has not encountered and been frustrated by weeds at some point in their life, or even the idea of weeds. But after seeing the pictures of Thor Oshner's fields as part of his buckwheat session, at least I don't have to deal with rocks, too. I mean, I'm not talking like pebbles. I'm talking like rocks. (laughs) So I teased him that with many of the field stones that he's constantly having, he actually has to go out and they have to pick them up. Um, That, you know, you got to at least have enough after a few seasons to build a home. And, you know, just having weed pressure alone looks a lot better than having weeds and rocks. (laughs) You really had a good trip. (laughs) Yes, I did. From the beginning to end, including the airports. You were a speaker at Moses this year. So how did your solo session go? You were presenting about marketing organic crops with less stress. To be specific, to reduce the risk, you looked at the core market challenges, transparency, trust, safety, and market access. Thanks for asking. Um, Most presenters may or may not tell you this, but I actually had the best time. Uh, The room was pretty full and there were a lot of questions. I love what I do and that makes my day. Anytime I can share information and the class comes together, to also share their perspectives and experiences. Beautiful thing. It's a really good thing. It's a, it's a beautiful day. Well, if you miss the show and you would like to hear Taya's full presentation or any of the other sessions, the team at Moses provides the audio listening sessions, and you are even able to purchase all of the sessions at a bundled price. You can download them nice. from the Moses website. Yep. Under the Publications tab, there's a section called Books and Workshop Recordings. That was the tray short floor. I was going to ask you about it. Was it busy as the rest of the conference sessions? What or who were you able to scout out? 
Yeah, the part we talked about were just some of the sessions and there were roundtables. There were all kinds of things. There was always something to attend or someone to talk to you. But booth-wise, there were so many vendors, I I just wasn't even sure where to start. <laughs> so I had to take a methodical approach to going up and down the aisles. And I like to take that time to say hi to people that I already know, as yeah. well as meet new vendors. And the Moses Conference had the most vendors I think I've seen at any organic farm show. And I'm not sure how many there were exactly there, but everything that I would have thought to look for and so much more was there. Experiencing it from what you shared makes me want to go next year for sure. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me here today on the podcast, Taya. Oh, it's great to have you here, Rodrigo. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in to The Organic Advocate and for allowing me to share some of my experiences from the 2018 Moses Conference. This concludes our podcast. Once again, thank you for listening to The Organic Advocate. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit the like button, leave us a review on iTunes, or subscribe. It's easy to follow us on iTunes now. Just look for The Organic Advocate under the podcast section. If you have any questions about Yield Organic, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag OrganicAdvocate. We look forward to hearing from you. If you'd like to be a guest on The Organic Advocate or connect with us, please reach out to us on Facebook forward slash Yield Organic and on Twitter at Yield Organic. Keep tuning in. Next time, we'll be talking to you from Expo West, where we'll be advocating for organic producers. Expo West is a leading trade show in the natural, organic, and healthy products industry attracting over 80,000 industry professionals and 3,100 exhibits to Anaheim Convention Center annually. To learn more, you can check them out at expowest.com. See you then!